All right, ladies and gentlemen, good to have you here. It is VU episode number 12 for Friday, September 18, the year of our Lord 2020. Hey, I'm glad you found it. You're part of the VU crew. This is your host, Woody Cumbie, bringing you the unparalleled blend of coffee, current events, faith, and FSU football, all in about 20 minutes. And here you are. Well, folks, uh, last night I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes for the first time this season. I was at CVS Pharmacy, and uh, no, no, they, they, they don't have anything over the counter that will do anything for these allergies. They, um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I take the, I take the thing that's most, uh, most advertised for it and it's, uh, useless basically. So, uh, anyway, that's not why I was there. I was there just picking up some stuff and I'm at the checkout. And as I'm at the checkout through the door comes a man wearing a light jacket. That's right. A light jacket. The first sighting of someone wearing a light jacket. Jacket. Now it's true that when the sun went down last night, it was, yeah, there was a chill in the air. It was the first hint that portend of of fall weather on its way here in Indiana. And there's only one good thing about it from the perspective of someone from Florida, and that is that if we could get to that first big freeze, it would kill off some of these allergen spores, at least outside. All right. Well, here we are, September 18. Happy Rosh Hashanah, everybody, to, uh, to everybody who's celebrating Rosh Hashanah. That's right, tonight at uh, sundown, that's already happened in uh, Israel, that is the beginning of a day or two days, depending upon what uh, tradition you're in, of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah. It's the head of the year, the top of the year. It's uh, the first day of Tishri in their tradition. It uh, starts the days of when... Uh, the Lord created the earth, and it's the beginning of 10 days of awe, or 10 days of repentance, leading into the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, uh, 10 days from now. So happy Rosh Hashanah, everybody. Now, also, 46, the magic number 46, were 46 days until Election Day of November 3. So uh, please calibrate your thinking about this election. And I turn to a statement by the pollster, Dr. George Barna, who I think said it best. And that is, he said, quote, the 2020 election is not about personalities, parties, or even politics. It is an election to determine the dominant worldview in America, end quote. Couldn't have been said better. Folks, there was a time when the Democrats and the Republicans kind of had the same target. They just had a different road to get there. They had a different path to get there. And they could, they could differ and squabble and debate upon what, what policies they were going to take to essentially get to the same destination. Uh, listen, we don't have the same destinations anymore. I mean, these, these, these are going in opposite directions as to the future of America and upon which, upon what you would would really base the foundation of your governments and your economy, so it's a worldview decision. Uh, now, to me, uh, if it's down to a worldview, I'm not so much worried. Again, like George Barna said, I'm not so much worried about the personalities or even the parties. I, I'm I'm 
There, there's, there's a worldview that supports the Constitution, Judeo-Christian values uh, in terms of its policies that, uh, that, that backs capitalism uh, as our form of economy, and uh, that's the Republican Party. And, that's, and so for me, I'm going to have to vote for the Republican Party because I agree with their worldview. Now, one of the most important things you can do is let your voice be known. Whatever your, your perspective is, let it be known this year. This is one of the most important years in which you'll ever vote. And so task number one is being sure that you are registered to vote. And it's so easy, so easy. If you're not registered to vote, simply pick up your phone, open up your texting, and text the word VOTE to 33777. Just text the word VOTE to 33777. It will take you right to a form. It opens up. It's a two-minute process. You can, you can uh, indicate you want to be a Republican or an Independent or a Democrat. It's, this is not a party. This, this is just how to go register to vote. And it's vital that you're registered to vote so that your vote can count this November 3. Now, Folks, I think this November you must vote in, in person. I know there's a lot of emphasis on voting by mail, but what's going to happen to those votes by mail? I have no idea what happens. Uh, I'm much more confident in our traditional way of walking in and voting in person uh, at the voting booth on November 3rd, and I want to encourage you to do it that way. And that way, when you're watching the news, it's like, oh, we think we lost, or we think we corrupted, or we think we spilled coffee on, or whatever it is, the mail-in ballots, you don't have to worry about whether those were, you know, I wonder if my ballot was in there. Don't worry about it. Go to the poll and vote on November 3rd. All right, guys. Hey, we got a great uh, lineup today on VU. Three segments. Number one, our Friday feature coffee. Number two, for Bowden, and number three, here's Johnny. All of that coming up in just a moment. Hang on, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to segment number one, the Friday feature. It's the Friday featured coffee. Now, this week, we're featuring Storyville Coffee. Storyville Coffee. You can find it at Storyville.com. Now, uh, Storyville Coffee, very interesting. Uh, it started out in Seattle, as you might imagine, and right there at Pike Place. Bold, bold. They went right into Pike Place. Remember now, Pike Place area of Seattle is where Starbucks started. Remember, it's also where Seattle's best coffee started, but but Storyville went right in, opened a coffee shop. If you look at the photos online at storyville.com of their coffee shop, you'll see it's got a completely different feel to it than a Starbucks coffee shop. And then also they put a lot of emphasis on their bakery there for the local store. And so uh, uh, it just, then they, they decided to make their coffees available online. So they are available in pods and K-cups and, of course, in the beans. And so uh, when you order Storyville coffee, normally if you order K-cups, they come in that kind of rectangular box and the, the K-cups are stacked in there. 
Not with Storyville. When Storyville, very nice presentation. When you get it, it's uh, it's it's a it's a larger box and it's got an embossed logo on the top. More on that in a moment. Then it's got two trays of the of the K cups and they're each in their own. You pull out the tray and each is in its own little uh, slot there in the in the tray. Very nice presentation for the coffee. Now on top of that, uh, on top of the box. Uh, there is a there's a note to the uh, purchaser and so here it is here's the note it says it's on looks like a little bit of a letterhead Storyville Coffee Company and then there's this note to the purchaser dear genius may we call you that because it's the name we thought of as we imagine this moment you with your fresh Storyville coffee about to make our dream come true. You fought your way through burnt, old, bitter coffee confusion. Yes, you've paid your dues. You have arrived, my friend, to brood bliss. Fresh, deep, full roasted happiness. Your coffee IQ is off the charts. Stay humble. Storyville. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. Now, here, here's one of the, the appeal to me uh, has to do with, uh, it's, it's story, but it has to do with the story of the coffee. Now, this isn't up front on their, on their website. You have to kind of know the backstory to really understand what they're doing. I know I'm, I'm not entirely sure why they don't make it more evident on their website, but nevertheless, the, the backstory is there. In fact, uh, just today, I exchanged some correspondence with uh, Melanie over at uh, Storyville in Seattle, uh, who answered my question quickly. Just to be, I just want to wanted to affirm that uh, the story that I understood about uh, back, the backstory is in fact the story. So uh, here's what Melanie uh, sent back to me uh, just uh, earlier today, about an hour ago. She said, "Hi, Woody. Thanks so much for asking about our mission." Uh, the short answer is yes. I was asking if they were still uh, involved in a particular mission related to human trafficking. And she says this, uh, thanks so much for asking about our mission. The short story is yes. Storyville has been built not just as a source for the world's finest coffee, but as an engine for a sustained giving. A for-giving company, F-O-R-giving company, with a mission to see slavery in all forms abolished. Therefore, from our proceeds, we contribute to over 200 organizations that work the full range of this systemic evil in our world. This includes organizations engaged in the detection and prosecuting of perpetrators, assisting victims with trauma care, shelter, counsel, and care for those victims in their reemergence into the community. We work with organizations locally in Seattle, nationally, and globally. Every cup of Storyville coffee is analogous to lifting a cup to freedom. We don't market our mission, but we believe in, the, in it as strongly as ever and touch upon it here on our website. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Should you have further questions, please don't hesitate to uh, reach out. All the best. Melanie. So thanks, Melanie, for, for that. So I think you can agree with me that that is a VU-approved cause. 
And I can tell you that uh, the coffee, hang on just a second. Now, the coffee is at least a good cup of coffee. I'll let you decide if you order from Storyville.com. I'll let you decide if you want to give it the cherished, VU approved <laughs> uh, recognition in your own home. You can let me know at uh, VUcast at uh, yahoo.com. All right, folks, that's, uh, that's our Friday feature today. Storyville. Oh, I didn't talk, tell you about the logo. Let me just touch on the logo. The logo is, uh, it appears to be like an elementary school uh, child and running uh, along, running through a field maybe or something and has one arm up and in it is holding what appears to be uh, a toy airplane. And so the whole thing uh, kind of started out for Storyville as being, and that's their logo, it's on their coffee cups, it's, on, it's embossed on their box, it's, it's on their K-cups, it's on everything. And the basic idea is they, uh, as I heard their story initially, had to do with human trafficking per se, and especially uh, child victims. So, uh, a, a VU-approved cause. Okay, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with our next segment, which is Foreboding. Hey, everybody, welcome back to segment number two, Foreboding. Now, I'm about to play some audio for you from Fox News that uh, I think is bordering on proof that Fox News, especially during the daytime, is just beginning to cave to the left. Now, here's the background. You might know the name George Soros. George Soros is a multi-billionaire, and George Soros uh, is very liberal, you might say, <laughs> with, with, with his money, and he puts billions of dollars into quote-unquote progressive causes, usually radical left causes. Now, in this particular case, the focus is on district attorneys, and the, where, the, where the action is going to be here is the fact that in these cities where the riots are taking place and the looting is taking place and the arson is taking place and the anarchy is taking place, Either people aren't being arrested at all, or if they are arrested, the local district attorney just turns right around and lets them go. And it turns out that many of these district attorneys are those whose campaigns were funded by George Soros. Now, this isn't the stuff of 10-4. This is, the stu this, is, this is in regular mainstream uh, U.S. newspapers. I'll give you some examples. Here's the New York Times. New York Times... Uh, talks about how uh, George Soros pumped $800,000 into a Western New York district attorney race and uh, essentially got a very left-wing person uh, elected. Here's the Philadelphia Inquirer. It says that, uh, that George Soros spent $1.7 million, no, uh, yeah, $1,700,000 to elect Larry Krasner uh, as a DA, and basically bought the thing entirely, and he's, he's coming back for more. Here's the Wall Street Journal headline, Billionaire Soros Funds Local Prosecutor Races. Uh, here's one from the San Diego Tribune. Billionaire Soros drops a billion into PAC uh, for local uh, DA candidate. 
Here's the Washington Times. Crimes spike as Soros-funded DAs take charge. They're not progressive, quote-unquote. Now, with that as the backstory, understanding that you don't have to be, this is, the, this, is, this is front page mainstream U.S. papers. Now, I want you to listen now to this interview that is being conducted by uh, Harris Faulkner uh, and uh, Melissa Harris, and she on Fox News, and uh, they're interviewing uh, Newt Gingrich, who's going to bring up uh, all of this. Oh, excuse me, it's Melissa Francis, not Melissa, so it's Harris Faulkner and Melissa Francis, and they're doing this interview. I want you to listen to this interview and how it ends, and uh, you're, you're going to be, you're gonna, if you haven't heard this, you're going to be amazed. Hang on just for a second and listen to this. Speaker Gingrich, I know yeah. you have a final thought for us. Yeah, look, the number one problem in almost all these cities is George Soros-elected left-wing anti-police, pro-criminal district attorneys yes. who refuse to pe keep people locked up. Uh, just yesterday, they put somebody back on the street who's wanted for two different murders Crazy. in New York City. Uh, you cannot solve this problem. And both Harris and Biden have talked very proudly about what they call progressive district attorneys. Progressive district attorneys are anti-police, mm -hmm. pro-criminal, and overwhelmingly elected with George Soros's money, and they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street. Now listen to this. I'm not sure we need to bring and George get Soros into this. <laughs> I was going to say you get the last word, he Speaker. <laughs> he, he, he paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions no, of he dollars he spent? I, I agree with Melissa. George Soros doesn't need to be a part of this conversation. Okay. So it's verboten. All right, we're going to... Chirp, 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 chirp. Okay, we're going to move on. Wow. Wow, amazing. I mean, Fox News, Fox News, caving, caving. Now, uh, Harris Faulkner, by the way, has come out and apologized since then because there's been so much feedback. All right, people. Hey, there's one last segment left, and you don't want to miss it. It's pretty funny. Here's Johnny is our last segment. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we close out today's show with some audio from the Johnny Carson Show. That's right. Here's Johnny. Johnny Carson Show from September 16, 1987, when Joe Biden was running for president. That's right. He's running for president for the 1988 presidential campaign. Of course, he ended up dropping out. But here's Johnny Carr's part of his monologue, September 16, 1987. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody. Now, on the political scene, uh, one of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently, he quoted a, I think it was a British politician took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on him. And then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry. He reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you back on Monday for VU.
God bless you guys.